Hello fellow riders, this is your host Rusty James. It is Monday, February 22nd, 2016, and this is The Ride. Hope you had a great weekend, as I did, enjoying the warmth of Michigan in February, which really, it was warm. It was maybe almost 50 degrees. So most of our snow has melted. I think we're gonna get some more soon, but I don't think it's gonna stick around for too long. So I am in a spring state of mind. Spring is awesome because it gets me thinking about what I can learn that I don't know yet. Why? Because spring is just a new life kind of situation. There's new buds, there's new green life on the trees. And over the weekend, my daughter and I were in a class about growing fruit trees. It was a Michigan State Extension class that was given at a community kind of thing, and we wanted to learn a little bit about fruit trees. So Hope and I went and learned a bunch about pruning, about grafting, about how best to get the fruit that you want. Thank you, Lord, for giving me the remembrance of that just now, because I wasn't actually planning on talking about it. But it is going to dovetail quite nicely with what I was going to talk about, which is mentoring. You know, when you prune a tree, you, uh, you know, a lot of times we think about pruning as, you know, we're cutting off the dead material, and, and it is true that you're doing that, but a lot of times after um, going through this, this class, I realized that pruning is an art form, and, and uh, people who have orchards know this. They know what they need to do. Different tree types have to be pruned different ways because the fruit will grow better or can be picked better or can be received by those who need the fruit better if they're pruned a certain way. I think it was peach trees you actually don't have a middle of the tree. It's almost like uh, a, a vase. It's like a hollow center thing, if I'm not mistaken. It has a lot to do with how it gets its light onto the leaves and also how it presents its fruit for picking and for enjoyment for other, for, for other people. When I was looking at the pruning methods, it really is an art form because there are certain ways to prune. You can prune it a certain way that causes there to be less light blockage for those for the fruit that's going to be in the lower parts of the tree. So you need to understand what what the job of the tree is. You need to understand what the tree is supposed to be doing. And then sometimes you have to prune a different way the different types of branches so that it can reach further if it's being dwarfed too much. And a lot, a lot has to do with the roots on a tree, how you would want to prune it, because if the root structure is shallow, you want to make sure that you are pruning a tree to be more dwarfed so that the wind wouldn't knock it out of the ground because the shallow roots wouldn't hold it. 
something I learned that I never knew is that fruit trees typically are grafted every single one, which means the fruit part of the tree, the, the, the part of the tree that you actually see, and the root structure don't start as the same plant. That blew me away. I didn't, I didn't know that at all. And you can look at most fruit trees and you can see kind of a knobby thing near the, near the ground. And that is where the plant that was intended to bring fruit was grafted on top of the root structure that was the best type for providing that kind of fruit. It's fascinating. I never knew. And if you look at a nursery and how they do that, it's almost like a little mini operating theater. Well, one thing that got me is about the pruning is it's not only pruning off the dead stuff. It's pruning off some live stuff at times because the growth is going in the wrong direction. You have to trim and prune something that there's nothing dead there. It's just going in the wrong direction. Which gets me thinking right now is that are there things in our life that are not necessarily dead and evil, but simply just going the wrong way? And I mean, wrong way in the sense that it's not wrong, it's not sinful, but it's just giving too much energy to something that isn't going to be fruitful. Now think about that. We're to be fruitful. We're to be providing fruit for others so they can see our fruit is good. But a tree, if it's not pruned properly, can be going every which way and, and spending energy that it gets from the roots in an effort to be the bigger tree, you know? They have all these leaders that are going out there wanting to be the biggest tree. Like, look at me, I'm the big tree. But your fruit won't be very good. So that's an example of maybe seeking to be well-known or popular. Is there anything wrong or evil with that? Well, not on its face. But if you're neglecting the things you need to be doing, then you're spinning your wheels and you're, you're wasting energy. I don't know, just a thought. Hey, if you've got your Bible with you, why don't you turn to Proverbs 9, okay? I'm going to pull it up here. Well, I thought I was, I thought I was going to pull it up. Tell you what, I think it's Proverbs 9.9. 9. Look it up yourself. I, I pulled up a bunch of scriptures on mentoring. I wanted to know what... Okay, now this is really crazy. I'm watching a driver who I would not want to be the mentor to my child driving. They are being very... Uh, Dude, do not do that. Okay, Lord, give this guy wisdom and protect his vehicle. In the name of Jesus, don't you do it. We're going 60 miles an hour in a 55 behind a big rig. So really, we shouldn't need to be passing this guy, but this guy has felt the need to pass. And unless his wife's pregnant in the hospital giving birth, he should not be trying to pass this guy. Okay, well, I'm, enough of that. Okay, Lord, give him wisdom. In Jesus' name, cover his car with your protection. All right, so what I was talking about is the mentoring. Scripture has plenty of examples 
where the Lord is telling his children to teach others. And there's a place in Proverbs, I don't think it's 9-9, but it's another place where he's saying, wise people seek counsel or, or seek uh, like wise counsel, I think, and you will become wiser. Righteous people, I think it was righteous people will gain more righteousness or something like that. So that spoke to me a little bit because, you know, how many of us think we got it going on? We figured out, you know, we've got all the knowledge that we need. Yet the Bible, our Lord God is telling us to seek more. And not just to seek it from Him, but seek it from others. I had a dream last night that got me thinking about this whole mentoring thing. I saw a hand. It was um, the kind of hand you'd expect to see on a farmer. I just saw a picture of a hand, and I kind of felt like it was God's hand, but it was definitely a human hand, and it was the fingers were thick with musculature and worn down with years of working with their hands. And you'd have some little cuts in it. The kind of cuts you'd expect to see if someone worked with out in the fields, you know. I saw that hand and it made me desire the knowledge that the owner of that, of that hand had. Because, the, because that hand was a symbol of someone having gone through stuff and having worked through stuff and having conquered stuff. I don't know, that's, the, that's the, the vibe that I got from that one image. And it got me thinking that, yes, no matter who you are, no matter what you've learned, there's always more information out there. And if you can find a mentor, like the Bible is saying to seek, find a godly person who knows more than you. A couple things happen. It causes you to be in a, a a better state of humility, I guess. Because there are things that they will know that you don't know. Now, my contention is that I want to learn what I don't know. Especially if it's going to do me good. I mean, I even like learning what I don't know if it's just trivia knowledge that I'll never use ever again. I, st I love learning new things. Maybe it's just exercising your brain feels good. I don't know. Unfortunately, that didn't really, really start until I was just about out of college. Would have been nice if I was entering college with that mindset, but hey, that's okay. I did okay. I made it through. But I want to seek knowledge. I know I get knowledge from the Word of God. I probably mention that every podcast I do. I know I get knowledge there, but I know that I can get knowledge from others because the Lord speaks through people. I mean, I'm always encouraging us all to let the Lord speak through us so we can help others. Well, why don't we expect that and be like that person on the receiving end and get some knowledge from another human? So there's two things going on here. Let's get some knowledge. And I'm talking about all sorts. You know, I know I need some knowledge when it comes to the kind of career I'm in. I would like to learn more information so I can be a better value to my company and essentially have fruit. You know, it doesn't always have to be spiritual fruit that you're growing. It can be fruit that's desirable in the world. You know, projects that get completed on time. 
I want to be known as someone who gets things done properly. I want to be dependable. So things related to work. Find a mentor. Uh, could be a pastor. Could be a, a friend. Uh, but find a mentor who knows something about the marriage relationship. Who maybe knows more about it than you. Who knows how to raise their children in the way they should go. Spend time learning you know, what is it that we need to be doing as a couple? What is it that we need to not be doing as a couple that might be harming our kids? How do we love our wife better? How do we love our husband better? How do we serve God and hear God better? All these things. Find a mentor who's got some information. Now, if you can't find somebody, then obviously there's books out there. But it's way better if you can find somebody who you can bounce ideas off of. Okay, so that's part one. Part two is be a mentor. That's right. Just because you don't know all the answers and you're seeking it from a mentor doesn't mean you're not qualified to be a mentor yourself because there are folks out there who need to know what you know. And you know this. I don't know how you go about, you know, offering that wisdom up to people. But you can ask God for wisdom on how you might do that. You might see a family who's struggling at church. And, you know, you don't need to be in a mentoring 101 classroom to do mentoring. No, you know, you see this, this family and, and you know that they're going through some issues or whatever. And you just invite them over for dinner some night. And just let the Lord speak to you. Mentoring happens without, you know, having a schedule and a syllabus written out ahead of time. Now, it might do you some good to think about what you want to talk about and kind of steer conversation in the way that it's most beneficial. Because if you don't do that, you know, you might, you might end up just getting caught in these little eddies on the side that don't really benefit anyone much. Or, you know, little mini minor arguments or arguments, not the, that's too strong a word, but just little, little conversations that don't garner anything. So you might want to kind of have a game plan, but, but the Lord knows where the direction of the conversation needs to go. And I, I really believe that if you are in a good communication with the Lord and have your ears on, you will hear what needs to be said. I had an opportunity a number of years back where I thought somebody had uh, large amounts of wisdom and I, I would have thought that they would be maybe a mentor to me. But because of what they were going through in their life at that moment in time, I was able to minister to them in a different way. Things that had to do with marriage and... Um, respecting people, that kind of thing. So, you know, people have different levels where they might be at. You know, there are pastors who know the Word of God back and forth, but they have a problem with relating with their wife, perhaps, or um, saying no to certain things in ministry because they need to, they they ought to uh, spend more time with their home and with their wife and children. Um, they might need someone like you, someone, a layperson, who might encourage them to do that kind of thing. You never know. 
Iron sharpens iron. That's in there. So I just want you to all be encouraged to to look for opportunities to mentor other people, but also be searching for someone that you can garner knowledge from yourself, okay? All the while searching for knowledge in the scriptures. Look up uh, Google mentoring and scriptures and see what the Bible has to say about that kind of stuff. But you stay there and you live in peace. You pray for those who persecute you. And know the reason that we're trying to learn and to understand people and circumstances and families and relationships better is so that we can basically be the glory of God on this planet. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be the glory of God and share the glory of God and let people see our fruit so that they can grab a hold of it, get fed, and then feed out to others. So let the Lord prune those areas that are maybe as that are unfruitful uh, even if they're not dead areas, remember, just let the Lord prune certain areas and let people prune them too. When you're being mentored, people are going to give you ideas that might go against what you always thought. Just be open to it and check it in the Word of God, okay? That's what, you, that's what your job is to do, is to make sure that what you're getting aligns with the Scripture and what God says about it, okay? And I will see you on the flip.